If you find the real estate market stressful, confusing, and complicated, then you've come to the right place. Stay tuned as Randy and his expert guests dispel the myths and give you a dose of reality. It's Real Estate Revealed. And here's your host, Chicagoland's premier home appraiser, Randy Barcella. A very enthusiastic and exciting welcome to Real Estate Revealed, and I am Randy Barcella. It is always a joy for me to be with you every Sunday morning. I am happy that you tuned in. Okay, today's special show, Preparing for Closing Day and What to Expect. Wow, and I think it's different now than it was 5, 10 years ago. But in studio is the premier real estate broker and principal at Compass. Yeah, Kim Alden. Wow. Also, how do commercial loans differ from residential loans? Here to educate us is the president and owner of Commercial Lending X. Yeah, Brad Hedick. Also, ways to protect your home when traveling this summer. In studio with his expert advice is the premier certified financial planner from Country Financial. Yeah, Gary Browner. Also, is there a difference between a home inspection and a home appraisal? Well, meet Randy Barcella. I will let you know all the details. Yes, we do have a packed house with a lot of valuable information this morning, so get a paper and pencil ready. Good morning, Kim Alden. Good morning, Randy. How are you today? Fantastic. You know, I thought last year was busy. This spring is booming, and I'm working seven days a week, long hours. So everybody in your organization and all the realtors, boy, everybody's, you got to be working as much as me. Oh, we're Probably working more. seven days a week, 16 hours a day. Yeah, absolutely. But this is a great topic. A lot of people uh, have asked me recently, hey, Randy, what about closing? Do I bring my family and they bring their family? And then we have a bottle of champagne to congratulate at the end. And the sellers give the buyers the keys. And and I don't know what to bring. Do I bring a check? Oh, my gosh. But, hey, that's just old school information. But you have cutting edge information for us right now. Yes, and, it, and both sides have to prepare for closing, both the seller side and the buy side. And a lot of the things are the same of what they have to do. So, you know, to start out, as soon as your property goes under contract, you're going to want to reach out to a mover. As you just said, the market is on fire and the movers are busier than ever. So before you, you know, want to agree to a closing date, you want to make sure that you can get a mover that's going to be able to get you out of your house or into your new home on that date that you're agreeing to. Um, So that's number one. And, you know, I'm telling people, like, think about that before, like, in negotiations, during the negotiations, like, think about who you're going to have be your mover. I never thought... interview them prior. Yeah, I never thought about that. Movers have to be as busy. So... Oh, they're slammed. They're slammed, too. So... You know, those are things like just like pre-thinking. I mean, I'm, I've never talked about movers in my listing presentations until, you know, now because we're running into where, oh, we have to ask for an extension because we can't get a mover. Um, we can't get a U-Haul truck. So that's kind of our number one thing, and we're actually bringing that up in the negotiation process, process for both buyers and sellers just because if you can't get your things out, how are you going to close? Um, so, you know, that's number one for sure for both parties. The other thing that people want to think about to do a couple weeks before, set up the utilities, change the names. Um, nothing is worse than when the seller calls and cancels the electric, the buyer hasn't called, ComEd turns it off at noon, and if your walker is at 1230, you have no power in your house. And then there's no way for you to test the item. So... 
we also want to coordinate. One of the big tips I give my sellers is turn the utilities off the day after closing in case your buyers haven't set it up because you don't want to stop your closing because somebody turned the switch off at the, at the gas company or at the electrical company. So, you know, in some of the utilities, um, municipalities require a deposit for you to have water. So if you're calling the day of closing and you can't get there, you're not going to have water in your home because a lot of them require that. You're going to want to make sure that you, you know, think about your trash pickup. Um, when you're a seller, what day is your trash pickup? Are you going to put out all the trash on the curb and then they're not going to pick it up for five days? Well, the new buyer isn't going to be happy. Your neighbors aren't going to be happy. So, like, little things like that make a big difference because if you plan ahead, you can go, okay, I'm closing on Tuesday. My trash pickup is Friday, so I need to either do an early pickup or I need to find a place to put my trash. So, you know, things people don't think about until you pull up and there's a massive pile of garbage and they're like, um, yeah, this doesn't work for me. <laughs> so we try to, you know, foresee any problems that we can ahead of time. We also, like for my team, we send out a checklist like two weeks ahead of time that you guys can just check off so you know what to do. Another thing to set up in advance is your locksmith because when you're moving and you're a buyer, you don't know who has the seller's keys. Is it the cleaning lady? Is it whoever? So you want to make sure that you have your locksmith lined up so he can come in and tumble the locks um, so that you know that you're safe in your house. Um, the other, another checklist item is your change of address. Have you let all of your credit card companies, Amazon comp you know, accounts, insurance companies, um, your new address? Um, because, again, the forwarding mail sometimes isn't perfect, so you want to think about that ahead of time. Do that before you're in the heat of unpacking and trying to do that. Um, the other tip is pack a box of essentials. Um, not every seller is gracious and leaves toilet paper, paper towels, um, hand soap behind. So have a little box like in your car that you can kind of bring in so that you have those boxes of essentials. Um, the other thing, when it's walkthrough time, um, you know, we want to keep our home inspection list handy. And the reason why we want to do that is we want to make sure that the seller did what they were supposed to do. So we want to go in and do that. And is that so we have the walkthrough? Does that come uh, before the closing? The walkthrough with the home inspection the report is usually right before the closing. So it's usually the evening before or the morning of. Great. So. Love it. Yeah, so we want to have a checklist. So when we go in, we want to make sure the repairs are completed, as you had hoped. We want to make sure all the appliances are working, as they did during your home inspection. Um, we want to check for mover damage. Did the mover crash into the wall and take a big chunk out of the drywall? Well, if he did, that's something that we're going to want to bring up at the closing table. Um, another big thing with today's technology, people don't think about this. We have all the Nest thermostats, all the ring doorbells. Those are all connected to the seller's app. So they have to go in and disconnect the thermostats and the ring doorbells so that you can hook them up to your app and then you can turn on your heat, air conditioning, see who's at the doorbell. So again, as technology changes, there's more things that we need to think about as we pass one house to another. And Kim? Do you have this checklist that you give to your buyers and sellers? Yes, of course. Oh, I love of it. Course. I love it. 
because we don't want to forget anything. You know, we want to make sure that we, for, you know, list everything. And even like with the nests and the doors, we're even including those now on the real estate contract because, you know, you would assume back in the old days when I started in real estate 15 years ago that the thermostat's automatically going to stay with the house. Well, now with the Nest products, um, a lot of times we come in and, like, the thermostat's gone. <laughs> so we're actually adding those as personal property, those in the ring doorbells. Um, some security cameras are staying. Um, so, again, these are all little tidbits that we guide our buyers and our sellers along the way so that, Everybody is full disclosure on what we need to do, how we need to do it. Um, we've had to track down many of sellers going, can you disconnect your nest because it thinks you're gone and it's at 60 degrees in the house and we're freezing. So people don't think about those things. But we've kind of been through a lot and so we know like that's, you know, what we want to do. Well, um, well, Kim, what, what actually happens at the closing? Who, who shows up nowadays? Well, so I was just going to get to that. So now with COVID, um, very few people are there. So the sellers aren't there. They're, they've pre-signed the documents. The seller's attorney is not there. He's remote. So usually the only people in the closing table are the buyers, and sometimes the buyer's attorney, sometimes the buyer's attorney is there via Zoom. It just depends on the closing location. Some locations have stricter rules than others. So we have to check that out. And again, for the actual closing, you know, they want to make sure that, um, you know, they, that their wire has gotten there. They want to bring two forms of identification. They want to bring their checkbook just in case. Sometimes if there's a little bit of miscalculation, they may have to write a check for a little bit of money. And they also want to plan on being there an hour to an hour and a half to sign all the documentations and then all the documents go to the lender and then they come back, and then they're able to fund the loan. And then it's key time. Um, but there's a lot of things that go into this. And so you want to make sure that you're going to work with an attorney that is going to walk you through the mountain of paperwork And, and, and Kim, I, I love that you have this checklist for both your buyers and sellers. And I don't know a lot of realtors that even do this, but this is valuable uh, because there's so much on people's mind and so many emotions are flying all around on both sides on a closing day. But how I, I know you can give this to people. Uh, I know they want to get a hold of you. So how could somebody call you uh, to say, today? Sure. They can reach me at 847-254-5757 or my email is kim at kimalden.com. Great. That's Kim Alden. She's the real estate broker and principal at Compass in Barrington. Wow. You're listening to the Real Estate Revealed radio show. Enjoy it every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. I'm Randy Barcella, your show host, and uh, we'll be right back with Brad Hedick, the principal, president, and owner of Commercial Lending X. You're listening to Real Estate Revealed with Randy Barcella. It's so good, it's so good. And it's always so good to be with you every Sunday morning. Welcome back to the Real Estate Revealed radio show. Enjoy it every Sunday morning at 8 to 9 a.m. I'm Randy Barcella, your show host, and i got to thank you all once again for making us your Sunday habit because if it wasn't for the audience, uh, we would not be here week after month after year. And it's my understanding we're starting our 14th year now. Amazing. Thank you all so much. Um, Hey, have you been to the website? realestaterevealed.com, a lot of new photos, a lot of new testimonies, biographies, and podcast recordings of the last 
two years worth of show. Yeah, realestaterevealed.com, R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D.com. And uh, as I promised, um, this is a cool question I've got, but I'm so glad we have somebody to answer it. How do commercial loans differ from residential loans? And here to educate us is the president and owner of Commercial Lending X. Yeah, Brad Heddock. Good morning, Brad. Good morning, Randy, and good morning, everybody. Uh, great to be here. What's the difference, so, my friend? I thought everybody just fills out a loan app, and you get an interest rate, and you're told what the closing costs, and that's it. But no, huh? <laughs> yeah, I wish it was that easy. And it's an oftentimes a question I get from people that are looking to borrow money for a commercial loan, and the first thing they say is, I want a 30-year fixed-rate commercial mortgage loan. And I have to explain, um, it doesn't quite work that way. So uh, the commercial market's quite a bit different than the residential market. And for most borrowers, a lot of what they're used to doing is on the residential side. So they just don't have that experience on the commercial side. So I thought today would be a great time to break down some of the basics and just help people understand why both markets are different. Sounds great. So when you go to get a residential home mortgage loan, Typically, your bank is going to put you in a Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac product that you've heard talked about countless times on the show. And that is a government guaranteed loan to get sold into the secondary market and investors buy it and hold it long term. And that's kind of what generates that 30-year fixed rate. Now, when you go to get a commercial loan, the vast majority of commercial loan products are made directly by banks themselves. They're not sold into a secondary market. And banks then put those loans on their balance sheets. And banks are lending their deposits out. They're lending the the money market deposits, the checking account deposits, and CD deposits they have in the bank. And banks, unfortunately, don't know what those funds are going to cost them tomorrow, let alone five years, 10 years, 20, 30 years ago. Um, If you go back to the late 90s, CD rates were in the 7% range. We all know they're much lower today but they were in the 7% range. So uh, banks can't afford to lock in loans or many loans as like on a 30 year basis, like you can get for a home mortgage loan, because if deposit rates move up, they could end up upside down in what they're paying for the deposits that they're using to fund those loans. So the standard commercial product for most banks, whether you're buying a residential investment property, an apartment building, industrial building, owner occupied commercial building, tends to be a five-year fixed rate. Banks know enough about where the market's going that they can kind of hedge that interest rate risk going out five years. Um, from time to time, we can get banks to do a seven or 10-year fixed rate. Uh, but, but the majority of the time, I'd say better than 80% of the time, it ends up being a five-year fix. Now, don't panic. It's not like your payments get amortized out over five years. They still set up the payment schedule on typically a 25, anywhere from a 20 to a 30 year amortization, depending on the type of product. So your payments are still based off of a 20 or 30 year basis, but your rate is only fixed for that initial five year term. So Brad, it seems to me like I can see where the difference is. If, if you ask for a 30 year commercial loan and you're in business and you open your doors and you're only open for three or two years because a lot of businesses shut down and don't make it to the third year they shut down in the first one or two years you've got a 30-year commitment on the mortgage so it makes sense to me that commercial loans are lots less years than a residential 
Correct. Yeah. And the other reason why the banks keep them short to parlay into what you just said is you, one, you don't know what the performance of that business may be. It could be a substantially different business five years ago than it was today. But the other thing is, is if it's an investment property, you may have tenants that sign five-year leases. The bank may not want to commit to a 10-year deal because those leases are coming up in five years and they want to be sure at five years there's new tenants or renewals. So they won't do a 10-year deal because they want to be able to relook at the property and check the leases. So because the banks are always adjusting what the risk is to that loan because they are carrying it on their books for the life of it, they haven't sold it into a secondary market where they don't have future risk. They've got risk. If that loan goes bad, they lose deposits on that loan. They, they take a much closer look at it and they track it and they tend to keep those terms shorter to match up with lease terms, business history, et cetera. Love it. Good talking points. Wow. And, and uh, you're do, you do primarily commercial loans, correctly? Yeah, so all we do is commercial loans, but most people don't realize that um, you can do a commercial loan on a single-family property if it's an investment property. If it's not something you're going to live in or if it's not your vacation home, but if it's an investment property that you're going to lease, um, and that can be a permanent tenant that you sign a long-term lease with or you do an Airbnb, but um, any property, one to four family that is for investment, you can do a commercial loan. There's also Fannie and Freddie products for one to four family investment properties as well. Um, but you can do a commercial loan. But now that I've told everybody the general banking arena does not offer 30-year fixed, I will tell you there are a handful of exceptions to that. We do have some non-bank lenders that do loans, package them, and sell them into the secondary market in what's called a commercial mortgage-backed security. So they get sold kind of like Fannie and Freddie do. But because those loans don't have the government guarantee that Fannie and Freddie do, the interest rates are higher. So you're going to typically see, if you went to, to a bank for a five-year fixed rate, right now the rate may be around 4% or below, but if you went to a non-bank lender, your rate's probably going to be somewhere between 5 and maybe as high as 7%. Now, you may get a 30-year fixed rate, but you're going to have a much higher interest rate. And then you really have to question what's your long-term plan with the property. If you plan to hold it forever, it may be worth taking a 55 or 6% 30-year rate today. But if it's something you may sell five years from now, seven years from now, then the five-year rate is probably going to be better because you're going to save so much over in, in interest over the short term. Wow, absolutely love it. And you know what? Uh, I'm so glad that Brad Heddock, the president and owner of Commercial Lending X, is a part of the Real Estate Revealed radio show because I don't know of any other real estate show in the Chicagoland area that talks about commercial and business loans. And, and I think it's just incredible. And we're so glad to have Brad a part of the show. And Brad, if somebody uh, listening right now is in, has commercial business or they're going to get into commercial or re- retail or industrial, this is the type of loans you do. And how could somebody get a hold of you? Yeah, so uh, email brad at commerciallendingx.com. You can also hit us on the website, commerciallendingx.com, or feel free to call me directly, 630-988-4852. Wow, or just get to the website right now, uh, realestatereveal.com, R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D.com. There's the biography and testimonies and a lot of information about Brad Hedick, uh, the president and owner of Commercial Lending X. Thanks, Brad. 
No, thank you, and uh, everybody have a beautiful Sunday here. Fantastic. And, you know, we're all working Sunday after the show. If somebody needs some commercial advice on loans and mortgages, call Brad. Um, hey, speaking of great information here, um, and people are going to start to travel again, but there's ways to protect your home when you do go to travel. And in studio with us is with his expert advice is the premier certified financial planner from Country Financial. Yeah, Gary Browner. Good morning, Gary. Hey, good morning, Randy. Uh, just before I go on to my topic, I want to piggyback on what Brad was talking about. Go ahead, about. yeah. One of the more common investments I've been using with my clients because of the low interest rate environment is a uh, type of investment called a floating rate fund. And what floating rate funds do is they invest in commercial paper. Really? Yeah. As he said, five years, they're maybe charging 5%. The five-year treasury right now is trading at around 1.1%. So you can see as you go a little more higher up the risk level, with respect to commercial loans, clients can then also get a better rate of return on their monies. Also, because of that shorter-term time horizon, they operate a little bit differently than traditional bonds in that respect. That's why you're the expert genius professor, uh, Gary Browner. Yeah, he's the certified financial planner um, with Country Financial. And I don't want to rush you into your next topics um, but because we're coming up to a quick break. But I want to let everybody know, thank you again so much for making us your Sunday habit. If it wasn't for you, we would not be here week after month after year. And, uh, wow, I, they, they told us we're starting our 14th year now. It's amazing. It's because of you. And that's what we do here on the show. We try to bring you valuable content and information to make your life stress-free going through this mortgage, financial, um, and real estate market. Uh, have you been out to Facebook? I've got videos of everybody on the show. Yeah, Real Estate Revealed on Facebook and, of course, the website. A lot of great new information and photos. Realestaterevealed.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to Real Estate Revealed with Randy Parcella. I like it like that, but don't turn. I can't sing at all, everybody, so don't turn off the uh, dial on your radio station. But I love dancing, and it's a good salsa song. Welcome back to Real Estate Revealed Radio Show. Enjoyed every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. I'm Randy Barcella, your show host. And right before the break, we were starting to talk with Gary Browner. He's the certified financial planner from Country Financial. And he's got some additional topics to talk about uh, when you travel. Um, how to protect your home. Yeah, one of the things we go through, it's kind of like a checklist, which, which Kim talked I about. I thought this earlier. was only for winter Keep the thermostat up, keep the oh. cabinets open, keep the water trickling, and but there's stuff to do in the summer. Yeah, we have, uh, well, we just got back from our trip to Key West early in April, and uh, my wife, she goes into the habit. She takes all her jewelry, boxes it up, and I bring it downstairs into our gun safe. Um, and oh, in case it gets looted, your house gets... Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of all our valuables in there. If somebody can get that gun safe out of the house... More power to them, I think. So, is it in your basement? It's in our basement. It's got to be 500 pounds. Yeah, that thing's got to be 500 pounds. Pull it up a flight of stairs. I don't know how they can do it. And so that's being sold with our house. Well, I know what we sold. Oh, at least I know where all the valuables are in your house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's one thing is just have a nice straw. You, know, you don't want to have one of these little small safes that like you can buy. That's a great point, though. I, I don't, I've never thought about that, but maybe our audience has because they're so smart. If there's valuables in your house, everybody, and you're going on vacation – Take them out of the house or put them in a safe yeah, place. Exactly right. Uh, another thing, too, is we have uh, two cats, Lucky and Lilo, and uh, so we hire a sitter to come. Oh, that makes our, sense. Yeah, to come into our house, and she also collects our mail. And our, uh, sometimes I forget to put a, a delay on the newspapers, and so she'll pick up the newspapers, too. But she, you know, she takes pictures of the cats, sends them to us. 
uh, plays with the cats. I hate and, delaying the mail. Oh, because it's try to get it turned right. back on. Yeah, especially with the way this mail service is now. Oh my gosh, it's delayed already as it is. So, but uh, so that's you know those are some of the basics right there. Uh, another thing, like Kim alluded to earlier, is with all the technology nowadays, like things like Nest, Ring, etc. You can have you can monitor your house as things are going on daily in that respect. So if people are dropping packages off, you can then call and make a make it a, a I have cameras all around my house. Yeah. Make a connection with a neighbor to say, hey, I got a box sitting in front. Can you pick it up for me? And I'll pick it up from you when I re- uh, return back from my trip like that. Uh, some of the things I, I don't do personally is like keeping my landscape. I just, we're gone no more than like 10 days at a time. And my grass doesn't look that bad. Uh, but one of the big things I've learned, and my wife has really made me cognizant of this, is social media. Uh, like when I was. Oh, on, my gosh. Oh. When, I was at, when we were in Key West, I was taking pictures of the sunsets, and I was telling people that I'm at the Lamont Quarries, and here's a beautiful sunset in Lamont Quarries. I was wondering what was that all about, because I texted you. I says, when are you coming back? Because it looks like you're back already. Yeah. No, you're no, texting I, about stuff locally. There's just some things I just couldn't stop. i got to post something like that, but I'm not going to tell people I'm in Key West. Uh, so those A are- lot of people on social media take pictures of an airplane going across the country to California or Florida, and they're, they're at the pool with all their girlfriends. Right. And, oh, that's dangerous. No, it is. Nowadays, yeah, because you got people are just, you know, there's all kinds of thieves and people just trolling your, your Facebook pages. You just and, told everybody what airline you're on. Yes. And you're en route to another place in the country. Exactly. And another thing I learned, too, is myself, personally, when I go on vacation, uh, my business can't stop either. So my clients don't know if they're calling me when I'm sitting on a beach in Hawaii and, you know, just lolling around like that. So I've always made it known that I am always available from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day of the week. And the only problem with that is when I'm in Hawaii, there's a four-hour time change. 8 a.m. here in Chicago is 4 a.m. in uh, Hawaii in that respect. So it's just the idea. But I've always made it known to my clients that you can call me whenever. A good example of that was in the fall of 2009 uh, when news broke that AIG was being bailed out by the federal government. And my wife and I were in Las Vegas we're, and we were shopping at the Venetian. I had to park myself on a, on a bench there. And for four hours, I was just addressing calls concerning AIG and what's, how, what was happening with their money. Uh, but the worst thing that can happen with a client is you can't contact somebody. And uh, when you have no answers, clients' minds start to wander and think the worst. And uh, just the idea of being available to talk to clients, I think, is a comforting fact for my clients in that respect. And, and also, too, I think that it's a good idea to cut your grass once a week if you're going to be gone. And also, too, there's a lot of people that leave um, with a rubber band advertising brochure on your front door. Right. And if you got two or three of those and a couple of newspapers sitting on the front yeah, porch. That's just a neon sign saying, rob me, rob me. <laughs> Yeah, good information. But you know, it's something like also with Country Financial, what we do is we provide our clients with a technology called Roost, R-O-O-S-T, which can be placed in your basement and can detect water. Oh, wow. And so then you can avoid that problem if there is going to be a, you know, a situation with water. And we may not have to put a claim. And Country is, is being more assertive in the sense of let's, let's avoid the problem by investing in our clients with this device. So Gary, if any of the homeowners listening want your checklist on what to do if they go on vacation, these are really valuable. You can give that to them, email it to, but how can they get a hold of you, Gary? But first they can call me at 630-863-4775, or 
or you can go to the website, realestaterevealed.com, and pull my bio along with my other co-hosts here. And you can pull our bios off of that and get our contact information for our emails, uh, et cetera. Gary Browner, Certified Financial Planner, Country Financial. Um, Hey, when we come back, what's the difference between a home inspection and a home appraisal? We'll be right back. You're listening to Real Estate Revealed with Randy Parcella. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. It's not unusual to have fun with anyone. But when I see you... And it's not unusual for us to have fun every Sunday morning here on the Real Estate Revealed radio show. Uh, 8 to 9 a.m. every Sunday morning. Thank you all again so much for making us your Sunday habit. If it wasn't for you, we would not be here week after month after year. Um, wow. If you missed any part of the first, uh, any part of the today's show, uh, Sunday morning, don't forget, we all work after the show. 9.05, we're all back out to working together um, and uh, individually. So everybody just, you need, you need a mortgage. You need to buy or sell your house. You need for certified financial planning advice, appraisal advice. We're, we're all working. Um, get out to the website, realestaterevealed.com, R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D.com. All of the co-hosts on my show, their biographies, their testimonies, their phone calls, their emails, the photo galleries, podcasts. Wow, everything's right there. Uh, here's a common one that I get asked all the time, and people call me every week about this. Um, what's the difference between a home inspection and a home appraisal? Well, a home inspection you're, uh, you sold your house. It's under contract. The buyers within the five days agreed that they want to they pay for a home inspector to come out there. That home inspector is going to spend two or three hours out there at your house. They go through everything, the roof, the crawl space, the electrical boxes, uh, heat sensors in the walls. They go on the roof uh, most of the time unless they have a camera or drone that goes up there. Uh, they go in the attic. They take your furnace apart. They... They go through every single thing. I th- it's a oh man, it's hundred point checklist, and they have it on their uh, cameras, and they have it on their videos, and they have it on their iPad. Um, it's just really extensive, and they spend a lot of time there. And I always recommend getting a home inspection done uh, because hey, this is the biggest purchase of your life. You may not know anything about heat, electrical, plumbing. You may not know if your house is up to code or not. There was also a, a, a house that I remember I did an appraisal on. It was sell, it was up for sale. The home inspector came in. I guess they had put paneling around the found uh, the, the foundation walls and carpeting on the floor. But they put the paneling on the wall and it covered up three sockets on three different walls. I mean, there's just a lot of uh, things that a home inspector really knows. He knows your codes and building uh, zoning uh, codes and violations that you may have. As an appraiser, which I am. Um, when we walk through a house, we don't move anything. We just generally observe that the house is in at least average condition and livable and that all the utilities on and it's safe, sound, and secure or safe, sound, and sanitary. So the appraiser might just take anywhere from 15 minutes on a condo to a half hour on a house. It's really general. It's very general. We take pictures of all the rooms in your house. We measure the length and width of your house if it's a one-story house because that's your square footage. Um, of course, the last five years, it's been a rule now the appraisers have to put their head and shoulders up in the attic, take a quick picture of the attic, and then if there's a crawl space, take a picture of the crawl space. 
but it's a very general inspection. We take pictures of the front of the house, the back of the house, the street scene to see that your house is, doesn't have any adverse conditions like be, being up to a garbage dump or a busy expressway or tollway. Um, Gary Broner. Randy, is it important to uh, take in, I mean, do you take in consideration home improvements the the, uh, the homeowner has done possibly in that appraisal? Yeah. Because I, no, I, one thing I do is I give all my clients a list when they're putting their house up for sale. Yeah. And with the give I say, make a copy of the Platter survey. That'll make it easier for the appraiser. Uh, make a listing of all the improvements you've done. You've done new roof. Yeah. You know, good idea. Paintings. This way, they, they have everything makes it your job easier because you know that they just put a new furnace and uh, yeah. an air conditioning unit. Absolutely. In yeah. And, good points. You know, it's only two years old, so that's a good point for you to make too. Yeah. Your appraisal. But but to to but. To sleep at night, to know that there's nothing wrong with your heating system, your electrical system, your plumbing, your roof, your foundation. You have to depend on a home inspector because um, I, had a, I did a townhouse uh, recently, and it was a beautiful townhouse in the suburbs, and the lady was moving into a assisted living, and a month after they moved in, she calls me and says, hey, Randy Barcella, yep, I got a bone to pick with you. I said, what? She says, you were the FHA inspector on my townhouse and the whirlpool jets don't work properly and one of the outlets up in the bathroom doesn't work properly that was associated to the whirlpool i said there is no fha inspector that went away 24 years ago that's urban myth i said did you get a home inspection done she goes no you're the fha inspector you're supposed to protect me well i've got five shows in the last five months here on am 560 on the real estate revealed radio show where i went over all the details an appraiser and the appraisal process is the same, FHA, VA, or conventional. And the appraisals are on the same form. It's a 1004 form. And so the urban myth is that there's a, if you go FHA, there's an FHA inspector comes out that there's going to call for repairs. Urban myth, total urban myth. Um, there is no FHA inspector, and FHA does not call for repairs. Um, if I see anything, whether it's FHA, VA, or conventional, that's health or safety, like I go up to the house and I see the shingles are curling on the roof, flying off, and the ceiling tiles are brown and yellow up on the second floor. Yeah, it's a bad roof. If I go in your house and there's two-prong outlets, yeah, that's a safety issue. It's probably 60 amp or 40 amp. Um, if I go in your house and there's flooding in the basement or no um, heat and no cooling and no furnace and no hot water tank and the plumbing is off or maybe there's evidence of mold around the house or maybe there's lead-based paint from prior to 1978, yeah, those are all health and safety concerns. But when you buy a house, just keep in mind there is no uh, an appraiser is not a home inspector and does not act as a home inspector and guarantees that there and has no guarantees that something is wrong or right about the house. You need to get a home inspector uh, whenever you buy a house because they sp- they take the time, they spend two or three hours, sometimes more, and they know the city codes. And you can rest assured that once you're buying it, uh, you know all about your home. Wow. Any more questions on that? Randy Barcella, 708-870-9400. Text or call, yeah. 708-870-9400. Hey, when was the last time you got out to the website? Realestaterevealed.com, R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D.com. We'll be right back. Now, back to Real Estate Revealed with your host, Randy Barcella. You're like, heaven on earth, you're too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off of you, and I can't sing at all, but I can dance. I love the music we play here on the show. I'm Randy Barcella, your show host, and welcome back to the Real Estate Revealed Radio Show. Enjoyed every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. 
here on AM 560, the answer. Hey, are you watching the videos? Every week I have videos of all of us in the studio. Get out to Facebook, Real Estate Revealed on Facebook. Also, if you missed any part of today's show, no biggie. A lot of people just listen to podcasts during the week, whether driving around in their car or at their home or at their desk. Get out to realestaterevealed.com. Yeah, R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D.com, realestaterevealed.com. And uh, you can see all the new photos, all the biographies, the testimonies, phone numbers, and emails of all the co-hosts. Email us. Continue emailing us and uh, uh, texting us and calling us with topics you want us to research for you each week. Um, And Gary Brauner, the certified financial planner with Country Financial, is still here in the studio with us. And um, the year started off, and I said, well, we're going to probably have a good year. You said we're probably going to have a good year. What's it looking like financially in the market? I mean, the markets are looking fairly strong. Uh, all the indications are such that, I mean, the, the stimulus that, the, that the Biden administration is putting out there is helping out with bringing money into the retail outlets. People are spending those stimulus checks that they have, which are, you know, going to do gains uh, with the uh, various markets. I mean, all the earnings are coming out 75, 80 percent. Stock market looks good. The housing market is still booming. The only thing about the housing market is, and I know Sean uh, talked about his show on the drive home in in Naples. There's no inventory down there, and there's no inventory in Illinois for the most part. In one neighborhood, there used to be 30 houses for sale. Now there's one or two. Yeah, and the thing about the strength in both the real estate market and the strength in the stock market is that this is all good money coming in. It's not. This is not like the boom times in the real estate market in 2007, where it was being founded by, you know, unsure mortgages. These, yeah. these are people coming to the table with cash in hands. Okay. Uh, multiple offers, like you're, you're hearing from the other hosts, and so it's even offers over and above uh, the, the asking price. So this is a much stronger. Yeah, you know market. what? Yeah, this is such a good. Um, so far this year, the market's going great. The real estate market's going great. Rates are still low. I think they're in the mid threes, three and a half. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. Um, hey, uh, we're coming up to the end of the show, but I want to thank the other co-hosts that are not here, but they'll be with us next week. Pat Canone, mortgage loan consultant from Loan Depot. Teresa Mueller, broker owner of the Trellium Real Estate Group. Sandra Wright, realtor from Chicago Properties. Vincent Arricchio, the premier commercial and residential attorney. Mark McKenna, realtor from Baird and Warner. Paula Avenham, real estate expert from At Properties North Shore. And, of course, Joshua Buckhalter, the premier producer here at AM560, The Answer. And uh, you know me from uh, Facebook. I always like to post inspirational quotes all the time. And uh, this is no uh, different today. You know what? What didn't work out last year or recently or what was removed out of your life It only made room for new blessings to come in. You see, don't stress what's gone. Welcome the newness. Because I always say that reinventing yourself constantly is the best way of staying alive, right? And uh, we've been faced with a lot of challenges this year, and anger seems to kick in or be ready to kick in in a lot of moments. But I'm going to let you know something. Share this with you. A moment of patience in a moment of anger saves you a 100 moments of regret, right? There's a time you just want to just keep quiet. And just let it pass. And here's one for you. You know what? An arrow can only be shot by pulling it backwards. When life is dragging you back with difficulties, it means it's going to launch you into something great. So just focus and keep smiling. And you know what, everybody? I am thankful for the nights that turned into mornings, friends that turned into family, and dreams that turned into reality. Um, 
Be well. Make it a great week. I can't wait to see you here next uh, Sunday morning on AM 560 The Answer. So be good to yourself. Be good to others and tell someone each day that you love them.